The kids are home, you're at home, and everybody has to eat. Nurture Life provides nutritious, ready-to-eat meals for the whole family delivered fresh right to your door each week. Meals are portioned by age and designed specifically to meet the nutrient needs of your child so everyone from your 10-month-old to your 18-year-old can continue to eat well and stay healthy as we stay inside. With a focus on organic veggies, lean antibiotic and hormone-free proteins, and whole grains, Nurture Life meals offer balanced nutrition that kids actually like. From mac and cheese with cauliflower to teriyaki salmon with rainbow veggie rice, each meal sets a new standard for what kids' food should be. Weekly deliveries, weekly deliveries start at just $39, and you can build your own box to select the right mix of meals for your family. Skip weeks or cancel any time to fit your ever-changing needs and schedule. Get the best meals for your kids and family delivered right to your door, available for every zip code across the contiguous United States. Take 25% off your first Nurture Life order with the code PARENTDRIVEN. Visit NurtureLife.com to learn more. Welcome to Parent Driven Development. I'm Allison, and today I'm here with my friend Mandy. Hi, I'm Mandy Moore, and I'm here with my friend Kaywoo. Hi, I'm Kaywoo, back after a few months of maternity from the podcast and other things, but super excited for our topic today, which is the feeding of children, because that is part of the job description as a parent, apparently. The worst. (laughs) Just so many times a day, so many days in a year, just all these years and you have to just keep putting food in yeah but well I'm and it's hungry or <laughs> i'm hungry yeah. two minutes later <laughs> my favorite is when like sometimes they don't even look at the at what's on the table and they just go i don't want that <laughs> <laughs> what are you cooking she has no idea what it is she goes "Ooh," i'm like you don't even you've never no shut up <laughs> yeah my two-year-old has started like she'll just she'll sit she'll climb up into her high chair and then she'll go yucky and she'll push it away and it's like (laughs) ah one bite really like I am not like a clean your plate person like that is not a rule in our house like I don't but it's just like just one bite can you please just take like one bite like yes just like a nibble bite let's Let's start with, um, so what's the rule in your house? Like when that happens. So for me, like the rule is you try it. I can tell if you legit don't like something like for me, baked beans are my nemesis. You put those in front of me. (laughs) No, something happened when I was little, really bad. I was at the table forced to eat baked beans. It ended well for nobody who was at that table. (laughs) If you catch my drift and So, like, I legit will not eat baked beans. But my daughter, like, so the rule is you try it. If I can really tell you don't like it, fine. You don't have to eat it. And then if you don't like it and she's old enough, she can go into the closet. She can get a can of Campbell's soup and she can heat it in the microwave and eat that. So our rule also is, is you need to take, like, you just need to try it. You need to take one bite. And my kids are young enough that they're not, they're like not good at hiding. Like they don't know that if they like taste broccoli and say that they don't like it, even though they do like it, they'll like probably just get chicken nuggets anyway. (laughs) And so, so like they're still at the age where like, if I can get, like we made Brussels sprouts the other day, which my kids are actually good with vegetables. The trick is just like getting them to take a bite. And so I, you know, like with Devin, I was like one, I was like, I just, you don't even have to eat a full half of a Brussels sprout. Like just a nibble will do. And he like took a little nibble. He goes, oh, I like these. I will eat more of them. And so I was like, that's amazing. But yeah, so our rule is our rule is one bite. I will say the other thing, my husband and I are very bad at this, but we are trying to get better. I We are trying to get better at dinner not being like, a smorgasbord of whatever they feel like they want at the moment. Like there is a thing that is made. There may be some additional leftovers in the fridge, but 
we are not put like sometimes my son will go i do not have enough options on my plate and it's like excuse me <laughs> so we're trying to get better at basically like you have three things that are offered to you and that is what is offered to you we're not pulling out all these different random like random things we're really, really bad at doing that, though, because sometimes it's the choice between our children not eating and us towing the line of, like, we are not starting to make grilled cheese because somebody re- requested a grilled cheese for dinner, for example. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 It's not a cafeteria. It's not a restaurant. <laughs> I am not a short order cook. I, I Yeah, a short order cook. I tell my daughter, like, and that's what I love, like, home delivery meal stuff that way like at the beginning or the week before I can sit there I can pick out be like okay this is we're gonna have Monday Tuesday Wednesday I'm only gonna get five meals in case we have leftovers or maybe we're gonna go out Friday or Saturday but yeah how about you Kaywoo so we have similar rules in terms of like you know kind of like here is the here's what's on offer and actually we we don't do a you have to take one bite sort of thing um, because the way we've been doing it is, is, I mean, sometimes he's just even like, Oh, I don't even want to sit at the table. And my husband like, will get into a power struggle with our toddler over that of like, Oh no, you have to sit and sit down. I'm like, well, like, I don't really want to put like, I, I, I don't, I don't have good success with rules that I feel like I can't really follow through on enforcing, you know, and I'm not going to like hold him down in his chair. Like we have a, we have one of those high chairs where he can get in and out of it himself, which is great for independence, not so great for containing the child if he doesn't want to actually be there, you know? <laughs> so lately what, what's been happening a lot is, especially like when I'm, I'm the one serving dinner, you know, he's all like, I, I don't want to eat like everything, you know, yucky, whatever just like okay like I'll just put the put the put his meal out in his bowls we are doing a lot of like separate small bowls he's very into the small plate situation all of my little ramekins and things that I got back in the day for mise en place while cooking or whatever just like tiny little single servings like five different small bowls around his plate like whatever that's fine we'll we run the dishwasher every night anyway <laughs> but I'm just like okay like I'm just I'm putting the food out here it's we I feel like we do end up sometimes doing a bit of a smorgasbord because I'm trying to clear out leftovers in the fridge. And I'm like, there's like leftovers for three different meals. And so we'll just have like a little bit of each, like, because that's what the volume we have remaining. But usually like amongst the options, like there's at least one, if not two things that I'm like, okay, for sure, no matter what else, he will eat plain white rice. And like, that is available. (laughs) Not, you know, not, not only, white rice available but like that will be there like there there's at least one thing that will that he would be willing to get started eating on and I feel like that maybe addresses the just get started with the first bite to address hangriness kind of situation anyway from there I'm I'm like okay like food's out like I'm gonna start eating it's up to you if you want to eat or not like this is when dinner is and we do have pretty strict enforcement of like no pre-bedtime snacks or you know no, no no food in the middle of the night whatever else kind of thing and so he's he's long since learned that like if mealtime is over and the food gets cleared away and he hasn't he, he's still hungry at that point like that's that's you're just gonna have to like live with that hunger for a little bit kid no yeah. those are natural consequences yeah definitely like I have a rule that we do sit down to dinner every night but my daughter is almost 11 so I mean, when I, I was trying to think back when to when she was a toddler. There was no way in hell we were sitting down <laughs> together. And But, like, now that she's older, like, it's our time where we sit down and talk about the day, talk about mm-hmm. school, talk about any issues or problems that she's having. And we don't have our phones, and, and we sit there. And the problem I have with her is that she's, like, a really slow eater. And I'm, like very efficient like I'm an efficient person like in life and when I eat and I'm like okay well eat your food and she'll sit there for an hour and I'm like whoa like 20 minutes come on kid so once I'm done I get up and I start cleaning up and stuff but and she's like can't you just sit with I'm like I'm not sitting here for two hours while you eat (laughs) so this is interesting like the the rules about like 
went and our time ends and like so we we also sit down for dinner it's a like it it's a no phone time we Mm -hmm. our son is old enough that we ask him like is there anything that you would like dinner conversation to be about right and we talk like he'll some like he'll ask us about our days we'll ask you know the kids about about their day um Layla has started like being able to tell us like a little bit about her day which is fun yeah but one of the things that's actually really tricky for us is that our son our daughter is like she like she's solid she's good she like likes to eat at mealtime like mealtime is mealtime she will like drop whatever she is doing or, like, <laughs> she is like eats like she will tell you when she's hungry she will mm-hmm. go like she'll she's she's into it Devin is he like he's always been a tallish skinnyish kid in the lower weight percentile and so we we had so many like eating and feeding and weight gain issues when he was little and now like he's he's well within like you know his percentage weight ranges but I feel like because he was in like the five percent or lower range for such a like until he was like two or three we have a harder time saying like like we will never if he's like playing with food we will never say like if you play with that again like that eating is it like if you play with that again we're taking that away and that will no longer be an option for dinner or saying like we won't let him do like full meals after dinner time but like we'll let him do an extra glass of milk we'll do like a bedtime banana because it's just like he's so much skinnier that we feel like uh, it's more of a concern if he like misses misses a meal sort of thing yeah my my daughter had issues with weight too when she was growing up she was underweight and the daughter the doctors kept trying to push us to do protein shakes and high fat and all of a sudden you know she evened out and now all of a sudden they want to say that she's overweight and it's I'm like oh the I, I hate the percentiles but yeah I I go with first of all she's not overweight she's very proportioned and I'm not going to go ahead and 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 limit her foods and her you know get her all aware of self-esteem issues and body image and the foods that she puts in her mouth like no she's she's just fine the way she is and and yeah I I I'm not big on on limiting kids or putting them on diets Yeah. Well, so actually, this is really interesting. One of the things that this sort of goes into like restrictions and food as reward and that sort of thing. One of the so dessert, right, is like a a thing that children (laughs) like Um, (laughs) and that adults like, too, like. Part of me is like, you know, I've had I've had many adult days where I've had ice cream for dinner and I've been very happy with my decision to do so. But so one of the things that we have been sort of experimenting with is because even though we were very careful to never use like dessert as like a reward, like, oh, if you eat all of your dinner, you get dessert. We've always sort of maintained a line of like dessert is a thing that we do sometimes. Right. Like some nights we have dessert, some nights we don't have dessert like it. It doesn't have to do with how much or little you ate. It's just like some, it's nice to have dessert sometimes. But even though we've done that, like my, my son will, he'll still ask like about quantity and like how much he has to eat in order to get dessert. And anyway, so one thing that we've um, started doing, I, I read about this was offering dessert, like a proportional amount of dessert as a part of dinner. So like, if if it's gonna be like a night where like we're going to do dessert then on his plate is like chicken broccoli rice and a few m&ms or a cookie or whatever like something like that and then it's sort of like and he can eat it first or he can eat it last or whatnot but that way it's sort of like part of a I don't know. It's something that we're trying, but I have to say, like, even internally, I'm very, like, I don't know. Is this right? Is this not right? Like, 
what are we even doing here? Like, so. Yeah, I totally get it. Like, I, I just, as, as long we do dessert sometimes, actually, I've been doing dessert more now that I've gone keto, but that's a whole nother topic. But we, we do dessert as long as she gives it a good try. And I can tell, like, you just, you know, your kids, you can tell if they're, they're trying or they're just being obnoxious for whatever reason. If, if she's trying, yeah, we split a cupcake or a muffin or ice cream or something. And usually, like I said, we, we split it. So what is keto? For me, so I just said about how dieting is bad and not to restrict kids, but for kids, yes. For me, I've been working out and there's this new, I guess it's a fad diet. I don't know. People call it fad dieting, but keto is low carb, uh, no sugar diet. Hmm. So um, the the premise is that you eat a, a diet high in healthy fats and then instead of your uh, body burning carbs for energy, carbs and sugar for energy, they actually, your body ends up burning the fat instead. And then you lose a ton of weight. Like I've, I've seen, I know people that have lost 50, 60 pounds in like three months using this method. And I've been really wary of diets in the past, but I have been on this for three weeks now and I love it. Like I don't feel deprived at all. I had last night, I made a casserole that was bacon, chicken, and cauliflower and cheese. And it tasted just like a loaded baked potato. Like my daughter, my, my daughter was like, this is amazing. This is so good. Like, can you make this more often? Like, this is, this is awesome. And I was like, well, yeah, I can. Like, that's, that's great. Um, and then, for, like I said, the sweets, um, there's a, a uh, local baker that I go, we go to on Saturdays and we pick out their keto cupcakes and muffins and they're made with like almond flour and cheese and like heavy cream and not sugar. There's like monk fruit substitute that taste gives it to sweet and it peanut butter. It's so good. So yeah, I, I've been really loving this diet and, and I don't, I, my daughter eats the foods with me, but she's not keto. Like she, she eats a regular diet at school. She eats snacks at home. The only thing she does is eat like the main dish with me. And then she does like the dessert. So whatever, it's not harming her. Yeah, cool. That's interesting. I just didn't know what like, you know, different things are sort of like including certain foods and excluding other foods. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like in terms of that sort of stuff with with kids, I mean, we've always had the mentality of like, you know, our kids, our kids eat what, what we eat. And I mean, sure, like now that, now that Devin is four, like we, you know, we give in to like the, you know, hot dog, chicken nuggets, whatever sort of thing. But, you know, it's everything in moderation. And as long as they try things, and as long as they like mostly eat, like we don't make a whole bunch of a whole bunch of separate dinners. I will say that the other day, Devin asked for Devin asked for chicken nuggets on Monday and we said, we said no. And he said, why not? And I said, because it's Monday and I still have the energy to deal with you. Try again on Thursday. (laughs) 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 So So honest. (laughs) Always at the end of the week because I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm curious, there are two things that I'm curious about. I'm curious, Mandy, I know that you mentioned sort of like meal delivery services and and a little bit about how often you do that. I'm curious how often, how often people like cook and what, like either like cook versus go out to eat, et cetera. And what maybe some like go to, so I'll say that we, we try to cook, I think, we don't go out to eat very often. We don't order in very often. We usually cook four times a week and then rely on leftovers for the other for the other nights. And we try to make larger things on Saturday and Sunday so that we only have to do sort of like filler faster meals on any time during the during the week. And 
one thing, so we do meal planning. And I think one of those reasons is because my son goes to, my son goes to a preschool, which is a no meat preschool. So everything has to be non-meat or dairy or, or whatever. And so we have to balance like, okay, if we're making chicken on set, like we need to make like something vegetarian on Saturday. And if we make chicken on Sunday, that means that probably by like Wednesday, we have to make something that's either like a vegetable dish or tofu or seitan or whatever. So that like, there is like food to send him for to send lunch for him for like the the remainder of the week. But we usually cook, we try to cook like three or four times a week. Yeah, I cook every night. Um, <laughs> It's, it's just what I grew up with. And I mean, okay, so I guess I don't cook every night. If there's leftovers, like too much leftovers and food's going to go bad, then I, I'll, I'll wait till like Wednesday or Thursday, like I said, the end of the week. And I'll be like, okay, leftovers tonight. I'm busy. Then usually Friday or Saturday, we either order in or go out. Um, I know tomorrow it's also happens to be Valentine's day. So we're actually going to go out because there's this new place that I want to try their keto pizza. And my daughter wants to try it as well. And yeah, so I, I, I do love cooking. It's, it's a personal thing because I just love the act of cooking and making stuff like my mom. I mean, my daughter tells people that I'm the best cook ever. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of proud of that. So I really enjoy cooking. And at at the end of the day, it's kind of like a a thing that gives me something to do and look forward to. And yeah. We are also big on leftovers. And I feel like we bulk up on cooking during the weekends most of the time so that most most weeknights are microwave and and lunches are, are, are all microwavable things. So feel like between I've only just gotten back into cooking after basically taking a year off since I got once I was got pregnant with my daughter this time last year I just like abdicated responsibility I'm out not my job anymore yeah (laughs) I just like I'm I'm growing some feet and eyeballs in here like I'm too tired to do anything else I'll just you'll (laughs) find me on the couch I'm just like really not a good contributor <laughs> to the house while pregnant. Anyway, I've, I've started getting back into it. And so I volume wise, especially with our toddler, who just, he just eats so much like, constantly with the eating and the pooping, you know, on the other end too. Anyway, between my husband and me, we're, we're sort of aiming to make like four, at least four sort of larger quantity can feed the whole family for, a couple meals at least like on the weekends and things that will either reheat well or, or free. So lately I've been like trying to combine both my interest in learning how to use my instant pot better, as well as incorporating more beans and lentils into our diets generally and like trying to merge these two things. But usually it does end up like by Wednesday or Thursday in the middle of the week, we kind of like need a, a filler or some addition of some kind. My husband has taken to calling this modular dinner architecture, where <laughs> you do something like we will just like roast up a big batch of chicken thighs or something. And then like chicken thighs plus rice plus frozen vegetables that come in those steamer bags that you can just toss straight in the microwave. Like those are key items as well. And so like that's always kind of not too difficult to pull together a meal that covers various different groups already together like that. Yeah. I I love meal delivery. I, for the past year I did home chef and I loved them, but now that I'm doing keto, I found another service called green chef and they're delivering our first box today. But the past year home chef was wonderful. They have, they have smoothies, they have dinner every night, they have crock pot meals, and then they just have like protein packs where it's just like a big, like it's um like four chicken breasts, four steaks, four salmon fillets. And then it's your problem to get the sides on the table. But Home Chef was really great for a year. The only reason I'm stopping is because as I said, they don't offer keto options and this new place that I found does. So we're actually just getting our first box today. So I'm really excited. 
Yeah, we have like this interesting complication also that I guess I didn't fully realize until this com- conversation where so we have a, a kosher household. So all of the all of the meat and chicken, et cetera, that we get is is kosher. So one of the tricky parts is that so I order from a kosher butcher and they they will deliver like to your to your door after they have like a, a minimum order. But usually what we do because because we have a deep freeze from like my days of pumping and storing breast milk, usually once a quarter, I will put in like a, just like a huge order of like 50 pounds of meat and chicken or something. And then I just have a big list on the top of the deep freeze that says, you know, like beef strips, five packages, and in each package is like a pound and a half, which Talking about kids eating a lot, it's been interesting to see our quantities go up. We used to, like, if we made, like, a pound of beef strips, it used to be enough. Now we have to do a pound and a half if we're going to cook something with meat in it that will last for, like, two or three days. But so we have this big list. But the tricky part is that it means that if we want to make something we we can't just sort of like run to the supermarket to pick up, like, chicken breasts or thighs or whatever. It's like... Did we take it out of the freezer? Did we thaw it? Like, what what is the freezer inventory? Like, sometimes we'll, like, miss crossing it off the list, and I'll end up, like, pulling, having to, like, pull everything out and sort of, like, try to, like, re-inventory what's in there, which is really annoying. But so that's, like, just an interesting thing with our, with our meal preparation. We've started doing... We've only done this like two or three weeks in a row, but I think we really like it and we're going to stick with it. We started doing breakfast for dinner on Friday nights. So like French toast or like, cause it's just like, it's easy to whip up. It's usually a crowd pleaser. It's like, (laughs) you know, it's the end of the week. It's like, so we've, we've done that like two or three weeks in a row and we're fans. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of the Instagram account, Kids Eat in Color. I just like really like her philosophy and approach to trying to present your kid with a varied diet. And, you know, like, but, you know, being reasonable about the whole thing. She's, uh, I meant to mention this earlier in terms of encouraging your kid to start eating or eating different things. But like the, I'm, I'm you guys have probably heard the Ellen Sauter I don't know how to pronounce it properly, but but the division of responsibility. So if there are any listeners who are unfamiliar with that before, that is where the parents decide when and what to eat and the child decides how much. So that's kind of where the root of where, where I, I was coming from of like, yeah, I just like present a bunch of things and like, I'm like, eh, it's up to you if you like want to eat it. If you do eat, you have to sit down to eat. I'm not going to be chasing you around, like trying to follow you with a plate of food or anything, but like, you know, food is going to be served here. And then it's up to you if you want to eat what's available or, or go hungry or whatnot. So there's that. Yeah. And anyway, she recently had a, had a post as well about the frequency with which, you know, di- dinner ends up being, uh, inc- throwing in eggs for something or other. Cause it's like, it's a good protein. You can like mix a lot of different flavors in it. It's super fast. Like usually have eggs on hand. I was thinking about starting to incorporate that more now that we, I'm pretty sure we've gotten past my son's egg allergy. So like, that's, that's something to have on hand. That would be nice. Yeah. I also want to do more. She recently released a, like a meal plan course type thing or whatnot. And she has a system sort of where she goes through a series of larger meals that she makes. And then she sets, she set up a rotation system so that you are, always able to eat some of it and then freeze some portion of it. And so if you have a deep freezer, which we do as well, also for the breast milk purposes, you can then kind of like rotate through your freezer and then always have some freezer, like pre-prepped freezer meals on hand where like you just defrost the thing in the freezer directly. And then, you know, you have, you can fill out Thursday and Friday, like, oh my God, what do we send with him for, with, for lunch to school, solving those conundrums. Yeah. I really like, I've had very good luck with Smitten Kitchen. I love her. Yeah, so she's, she's great. One of the things that I, and I will say that, like, her recipe testing must just be, like, really, really good because I've never followed one of her recipes and had it not turn out. So I just feel like it, yeah, I just feel like it's always great. And there are always lots of, like, 
this is a fancy ingredient that I'm suggesting. But if you don't have that, or if you just don't feel like using it, here are eight other suggestions of like what you could put in its place. But the thing that I also really like about her and her recipes is that there are some websites or recipe books or whatever where they're like fast, easy weeknight meals are neither fast nor easy. (laughs) (laughs) Or they are like sort of fast but they involve like eight different pots and pans. It's like, this is fast. Just have these eight things going all at the same time, all in different pots and pans, all with like different. And that's just like, I, it's just too much for me. So, (laughs) so the other thing that I really like about Spin Kitchen is that like, she's got a lot of like sheet tray recipes or like one pan, like pasta bakes or things like that, that are, that are just like, easy and you know I think the fastness is sort of like a little relative but I'm okay with also something taking a little bit longer if I only have to use like one pot for the whole thing (laughs) so yeah I I have had a lot of luck with with her cookbook and recipes and this isn't like a like a dinner meal thing but just her desserts are also phenomenal Mm, yes do you use the slow cooker? I love the slow cooker. She has a she has a good number of those. We are also big slow cooker fans because basically my husband's taste in food is like very likely food that, you know, the the rural peasants of whatever cuisine were big fans of, probably European peasants of some kind that you can make in large quantities that taste better as leftovers the next day, which basically describes most things that do well in a slow cooker stews mm-hmm. and soups and, and just things that are like especially good as leftovers so she, she has a good amount of that we we rely more on the cooks illustrated america's test kitchen slow cooker cookbook uh, like that that's been a really good starting point for us for the slow cooker type meals because between that and the instant pot experimentation i've been doing i've been referencing there's a site called i discovered called like dad cooks dinner he has like a lot of instant pot focused recipes because I'm trying to, it's almost now I, I am approaching cooking with the mindset of for sure trying to reduce the number of dishes to, <laughs> to clean up afterwards overall that, but also for me, things that can be started and stopped pretty easily with, with, with being on leave with the baby around. So I'd be like, okay, like I can chop onions and then I can leave that on the counter, go change a diaper if needed. And then like, okay, now I can like, just saute the onions and the garlic and then just like leave that in there, go do something else, come back later. Like, okay, now I can just add the meat. And so like where hopefully total active time is low, but that that can also be broken up into various phases. Like I've been doing meal prep where essentially the night before, once everybody is in bed, do like the mirepoix section of a soup, getting your onions, carrots, celery chopped up and sauteed and maybe some garlic or whatever. And then just taking that whole thing from the Instapot insert and just shoving that in the fridge with a cover over it. And then the next morning, you know, dumping in the broth or meat or whatever else to do the rest of the cooking so that I can fit it into like the smaller chunks of time I have free. So I've never gotten into slow cooker or instant pot. And this is, I've tried to, so mm. many times I've tried to because I work from home. So like yeah. there's nothing more convenient than like being able to like just like put something on in the like in the kitchen, leave it on all day and like have it ready at the end. Like it sounds amazing. Mm. And I've like <laughs> I-, I wish that I really liked it. But my problem with it has always been that like there's always a little bit that you actually have to do, right? You can't just like throw mm-hmm. everything oh, yeah. into yeah. an instant pot or into a slow cooker and like call it a day. Like you I would need like 45 minutes or an hour probably in the morning to just sort of like saute the, like chop and saute the onions, like just get a few things that need to be done, done before I can toss everything into the slow cooker. And I've always found that like, I just don't have that. I just don't have that time in the morning. So it's not going to be ready like in the evening. And then the other option is like preparing in the evening and like, I don't know, like maybe like cook it overnight, but then it's ready in the morning. And then what I do, like put it in the fridge for the day. Like I just never, I like, I've tried so many different times because it sounds great, but I just, it's, 
it's just not my jam. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe it's what, what you're saying is making me realize that part of our strategy is freeing ourselves from needing to finish cooking at the time that we want to be eating dinner like that particular constraint <laughs> because we're 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 cool with the leftovers and we we like them just fine like i think that what we do would be a lot harder if you don't like eating the same thing for a few days in a row or you want your food kind of more more recently having finished cooking but like the the prepping things for the soaker like this is this is why i started to do like the okay i will like chop all the ingredients and like put them in small bowls or whatever else and it's it isn't quite as good as if you could prep and then cook immediately but my palate is not refined enough to really <laughs> tell the difference or I'm too I'm too tired or you know it's, it's good enough which is but so that's why I've been doing like okay we will do the chopping and sauteing the night before not have to worry about having food cooking or, or meaning monitoring overnight at all and then throw it in in the morning and then it's you know finish like midday mid-afternoon at some point or whatever and then yeah set it aside and then reheat for dinner later on. Mandy, have you done slow cooking? Oh, I love slow cooking. I do it all the time. I work from home too, but I guess for me, I get, I I don't have a problem doing it in the morning. (laughs) I just, I get up and, and put the stuff in and let it cook all day. My problem with the slow cooker is working from home is being right near it all day (laughs) and smelling it and being like oh my god can I eat yet (laughs) so yeah (laughs) it's it's hard when it's something that smells so good and then you have to wait and wait and wait (laughs) it might be better to have a job elsewhere (laughs) I could come home and be like okay it's ready to eat (laughs) I will say one of the things that my husband and I have sort of worked out, sometimes it's like, we found that sometimes it's a motivational factor, like, oh, we have to cook tonight, neither, like, <laughs> who wants to cook? It's just like, even if it's sort of an easier recipe, it's it's just, yeah, there's just like a motivation thing. So one thing that we've been doing for, I guess, a little while now is that, like, you get a, this is especially on weekends, you get a choice. You either get the kids or cooking. So (laughs) it's yes because it's like, if you're cooking and the idea is that like, if you're cooking, you're in the kitchen, you're in your zone, you put on whatever music you want. Uh Like you do your Uh thing and you are Uh cooking. And the other person is like, you know, with the kids. So playing with the kids. And usually that involves like, bringing them upstairs and getting them sort of like hands washed and set for dinner and either like hitting up their dinner stuff if like whatever we're cooking isn't going to be quite ready in time or like whatever but the idea is that like if you are cooking you are on cooking duty from when you start the meal until you finish cooking the meal and if that runs into like kid dinner time then the other person who's on kid duty is also responsible for providing kid dinner it's actually been sort of like a nice trade-off because like sometimes you're in the mood to just like play with the kids, which like on a set, you know, on a Sunday before dinner can really sometimes mean just like lying on the floor and growling at them (laughs) periodically while you like play zoo or something or, you know, more active, like, I don't know, something like going outside, whatever, something more active and same thing. Yeah. So it's like, it's a nice trade-off where it's like, do I feel like kids are cooking? And sometimes it's like, oh God, I don't feel like either, which feels like the lesser of two evils right now. (laughs) (laughs) Giving you some agency of like, which, which is feeling less like a chore right now. (laughs) Yeah. I used to do that in school, like as a as a homework strategy, like I would get homework for one class done because I was procrastinating on homework for a different class. So I feel like this is a new application of, of that. We, we, we pretty much do that. We've, we've worked it out similarly too, I just realized. Um, and I think a nice thing about that is one thing I've, I've definitely struggled with a lot becoming a parent is just like the constant context switching and multitasking by necessity or whatnot, like not being able to really dive into focus on a single thread and follow it through to its conclusion. And the, the cooking is an, is an arena where that is a 
available possible to do. And, and it, it's nice to have the space for that while also, you know, productive for household responsibilities at the same time. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love cooking. It's just, I, I mean, I have to do it because I don't have anybody else to do it. <laughs> but I love my, my kitchen. I've made it like my sanctuary. My favorite, I, I got a, a picture. I think I got it in like a Cracker Barrel or something. It says, your opinion is not in the recipe. Like my daughter knows that while I'm cooking, you stay the hell out of my way. Um, <laughs> don't comment on it until you have tasted it, especially if you haven't had it before. Because as I said in the beginning, like nothing irks me more when she comes out in the kitchen and says, what's for dinner? And I tell her, and she goes, ew. And I'm like, what uh, you even had that? Like, you're going to try it, girl. Like enough. But yeah, my kitchen, it's, yeah, don't, don't mess with my kitchen. Don't mess with my pantries or my shelves or my, fr- yeah, no. She will learn someday because that is the comment that is clearly a comment of someone who has never had to be responsible for feeding <laughs> anyone else before. Right? Well, I have her help me sometimes. Like if there's stuff that she can do, like she's been actually staying out in the kitchen with me more and she sits at a stool and either she makes like a craft at the breakfast bar or she's drawing or, or something. And then we also talk during then. So it's nice, you know, that she's older and, we sometimes put music on and, and, and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like dinner is like a celebration in my house. And we've always made it like that. And like holidays, I, I mean, I go all out. Like even though it's just the two of us, like I'll still make a turkey. I like even if it's a small chicken, like Cornish chicken instead of a turkey, like the two of us will eat it. And like I'll put a little cracker tray out with cheese and meats and cream. And and especially like during football season, because we both watch football, we'll sit here with the games and we'll have our little cheese plate or I'll I'll put my one of my favorite things to do is to put I have a big mix a glass mixing bowl and I'll put like a pound or two of shrimp version shrimp in it. And then I just put like probably a cup of Old Bay seasoning <laughs> in it with water and then put it on in the microwave for like 14 minutes and it comes out a perfectly steamed shrimp like that you get at restaurants. Oh. And, we, and then I just put them on a tray and bring them into the living room and we'll sit here and peel and eat shrimp together. And yeah. I love that dinner time as a, as a celebration. I do think that one of the things that's good about the like, I mean, I do think that it's good for... I like cooking. I love baking. I like cooking. and But I also think that it's nice for, like, I try to, to enjoy cooking even when I'm, like, not sort of in the mood for it because I think that it's fun to, like, put on music and, like, show, like, Layla hasn't been as into it, but, like, Devin's always been very into, like, helping in the kitchen and, like, helping. Like, he wanted to make his own mac and cheese the other day. So, you know, he does it with supervision. But, you know, we, like, when the water was boiling, came over and put the pasta in. And then he put the cheese in and mixed it. And, you know, because I think that it's, like, like, that idea of dinner as a celebration, right? Like, seeing it as, like, it's fun to, like, cook something and to, you know, like, cooking can be creative cooking can be interesting you're like producing different different food I mean we get not in the winter but in the like spring summer and fall we do a CSA and I love that because we like you know put the vegetables we talk about what the different like vegetables are and we'll, like put them out on the counter and be like okay like how are we gonna how are we gonna incorporate like what can we search for that incorporates these three vegetables or like, what should we do with this? Or, you know, it just sort of makes it, makes it more fun. Yeah. I've heard people compare doing recipes to coding before. Yeah. I feel like that for, I I also love doing CSAs and I have like a whole, a whiteboard now on on the fridge. It's one of my previous genius things. uh, If I may say so myself for, for meal planning purposes, I've like, here's how much of we have of different leftovers and like slotting it out into the different like it's kind of real life practical tetris in a way i feel (laughs) 
And I'm like, I'm totally using the same parts of my brain for, for problem solving of like, okay, well, if we use like this resource here mm -hmm. and like, this is what we have here. And like these two things go together and like, oh wait, like we don't have enough of this thing that like my husband is allergic to. So like that's color coded a separate, you know, whatever. Like these are the freezer things I want to use up and, and then cross-referenced against recipes I, I came across and flagged as wanting to try <laughs> whatever mm -hmm. else. So I'm sure we could, we could talk another, uh, I, I, we'd love someday to continue on a part two of this topic of people's like recipe organization systems. <laughs> like, I bet that that would be really helpful and useful too. Yeah. Should we move on to genius and fails? Let's do it. All right. So this is the part of the show where we talk about genius and fails. So things that went really well over the last couple of weeks, something that was really amazing or something that like was maybe a little bit of a fail or didn't turn out quite, quite as anticipated. Anyone want to go first? I can go first. Yeah, this happened actually last night. My daughter, as I said, she's 11, fifth grade. She's going through changes and uh, unfortunately her school hasn't started that that chapter yet which is the bane of my existence because she's asking me all the questions which is fine and I answer them but what's the point of having such a sex education if you know your kids already gone through most of everything by the time they get there anyway so I got her some books off Amazon, some American Girl books. One of them is called Is This Normal? And one of them is called You Too, the body book for older girls. And she was sitting here reading one of them last night. And she was just kind of like, if she had questions, she would say something to me. And then she'd be like, well, that doesn't apply. That doesn't apply. This doesn't apply. And I'm like, what doesn't apply? She goes, Oh, it's, it's telling, it's teaching me how to talk to my parents about this thing. And she's like, I already talked to you about everything, so I don't need to read this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like, I was like, I guess I'm doing a good job that she's like, oh, she doesn't even have to like read about all these questions. Like, how do you talk to your parents about this? Cause she's like, oh, I just do that anyway. Like not, it wasn't even like. She wasn't scared to approach me or like there's a, a break the ice section of how do you how do you approach your parents have, having trouble opening your mouth and letting the words flow? Um, she's like, yeah, I'm already really comfortable with you. So don't need to read this section. I was like, that's so sweet. I was proud. Yeah, that's awesome. I I will go. I I'm going to say this is a genius. My mother and mother-in-law may think it's a fail, but whatever. So we, um, our preschool does like a picture day for the, for the kids. And we let our son decide what he would like to wear for picture day. You know, we, he knows what picture day is. We say, you know, like this, you're going to get your picture taken and we'll get, you know, we'll get prints and you know, but it's, it's up to you what you, what you want to wear. So this year he, he has, he has a few like clip on ties and he has a, a bow tie. And so this year he decided that he wanted to wear his fancy shirt, which is a button down shirt and then both a tie and his bow tie. So, and with his ties, he couldn't decide which one. So I had to like take a picture of him in each tie. And then he looked at the two pictures to decide which one he was <laughs> going to wear. It's also hilarious because his, he didn't want the tie, like the bow tie around his neck and the tie like around the same place was like two, it was uncomfortable for him so we clipped the tie sort of like one button down anyway so we we got the proofs today and they are hilarious and adorable and he is wearing a bow tie and then what looks like a floating tie because it's like <laughs> clipped onto like one button down and it is it is so Devin and like Colin and I love every bit of the picture. So we think that it's a genius. We'll probably like send copies to my, you know, mom and mother-in-law and they'll be like, why is he wearing this? Like, why does he look ridiculous? But 
we love it and we love that we empower him to just choose whatever he would like to wear for picture day so we feel like it is a genius i love that get that kid a fashion blog yeah (laughs) it's true they always say like taking a picture just like puts everything in proportion and you you know even better than looking in the mirror yeah, well, and it's funny because he was like early. going back and forth, and I was like, "Do you want me to take a picture of you in each, and then you can look at it?" He was like, "Yes." I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "Another point for you." It's just like in terms of mom has the best ideas bucket. <laughs> so mine this week is that we, uh, with my with my two and a half year old toddler, successfully made muffins together twice without me getting frustrated about the mess or anything else. I'd I'd like dumped everything or I'd measured everything out beforehand and was like, it was really just like dump these three bowls of stuff in this order into the blender because I found a recipe. Um, There's this woman, I think the site is named Happy Kids Help healthy kids, happy kitchen, something like that. Her her name's Heather something or other. She had posted a recipe for blender banana pumpkin muffins um, that use oat flour as well. Um, So they're also gluten-free and not too sweet. And he's been having that for breakfast each morning. He's like so proud that he helped make these muffins. Breakfast is a lot less messy and also gets faster because it's more even carbier than the cereal that he usually has. So that worked out pretty well. I like really want to do more to get him involved with cooking. It, you know, it's at odds with my, I want to get this done in a straightforward manner and not have to clear, uh, clean surfaces like 10 times in a row. So we'll see, working on it. That's awesome. Okay, thanks so much for listening to the Parent Driven Development Podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have questions that you'd like us to chat about on air, email us at panel at parentdrivendevelopment.com or find us on Twitter at at parentdrivendev. And if you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. We're patreon.com slash parentdrivendev and rate us on iTunes. Thanks.